Awaken podcast. I hope you enjoy the teaching. Welcome to Awaken's weekly worship. If you are here for the first time, we'd especially like to welcome you. And if you would, you could go to Awaken's website and fill out a welcome card and someone will connect with you. Now, as our call to worship, I'd like to read from Isaiah 40. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, Not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Amen. Thank you, um, Dane, for reading that for us. Um, This morning before we sing together, I just wanted to um, share a little bit about this first song. We've sung it here before, um, but not very often. Uh, It's a song that I wrote early in the pandemic, and I wanted to do it this morning um, just in reflection of the week again that we have had in our community um, in which there just seems like there's so many uh, traumatic things happening everywhere. And um, this is a song that will hopefully usher you into a moment um, where you can feel your body, uh, feel the moment that you're in, know that God is with you, know that God is for you, and feel uh, that security around you. Um, But I wanted to especially say this morning that this moment is uh, dedicated to our friends of color that are especially triggered, if you have been especially triggered and traumatized by uh, the events of the last couple of weeks, that my prayer, my hope is that this song will be that space for you as well. Um, So this is Help Me Believe.
Tracy. Um, first of all, I want to say that I really miss seeing all of your faces, um, and I can't wait to see you again in person soon. Um, Miss Mandy asked me to do this today, and I was trying to think of what I would say to you if we were in person. And I found this book that I think sums it up pretty well. It's called I Wish You Happiness, and it is by Michael Wong. I wish you dreams and aspirations to spread your wings and reach for the stars. I wish you courage and strength for the magic begins at the end of your comfort zone. I wish you imagination and creativity for the world is a blank canvas to paint your masterpiece. I wish you adventure and curiosity to go where there is no path and leave a trail. I wish you health and well-being, for they are worth more than all the riches in the world. I wish you peace and tranquility to listen to the birds and gaze at the stars. I wish you knowledge and wisdom, for they are the foundations of a successful life. I wish you grit and resilience to never ever give up. I wish you success and prosperity to trust yourself and your ability to succeed. I wish you luck and opportunity, for the more you try, the luckier you get. I wish you faith and hope to believe everything will be all right. I wish you family and friendships, for they are life's greatest sources of happiness. I wish you joy and laughter, to laugh long and loud until you gasp for breath. I wish you kindness and generosity, for no act of kindness is ever wasted, no matter how small. I wish you love and affection to fill your beautiful heart with an ocean of joy.
I wish you all those wonderful things, but most of all, I wish you happiness. Now Mel is gonna lead us in the sound of blessing over our kids. Friends, uh, my name is Micah. If we haven't met, I'm one of the pastors here at Awaken, and this is the last week I will be not preaching for a while. So that's um, I'm excited about that. But for the last couple of weeks, I've been off and invited some of my friends to be with you uh, in this series called Dear Church. And so we've heard from uh, Pastor Kelly Chapman a couple weeks ago, and my spiritual director Joel Warney last week, and this morning. The distinct honor to hear from a friend named Earl Milton. Now, um, Earl was with us a while back, and as a testimony to the kind of guy that Earl is, and one of the reasons why I hesitate, I do not hesitate to, um, to ask him back is, Earl's the kind of guy that when he came for the first time and preached at Awaken, I don't know if you remember this or not, but he mentioned my family, all of them, by name. My children. Uh, Earl's never met my kids. And yet he went out of his way to learn their names and to, uh, to make mention of them. And um, I sat right over there in that seat and I thought to myself, I would have never thought to do that. And I was grateful for a friend and a gentle, kind spirit like Earl. A good leader and a good preacher to boot. So I'm very excited to have him back. So would you please welcome my friend Earl Milton. Hello, Awaken. Good morning, good evening, good night. No matter when you watch this service, it's an honor to be here in this moment with you. Even though we aren't in the same place, my prayer is we would all encounter the presence of the Most High together in this moment. It's a pleasure. <clears throat> I had the pleasure of being with Awakened uh, during the Advent season. And so I thank you, Pastor Micah, for your kind words, but I also thank you for the invitation to come back and worship with the Awakened community again. I do not take it lightly that Pastor Micah would invite me to pour into this community of people he has been entrusted to lead. And Awakened, you have a, a great leader in Pastor Micah and in Pastor Jenna. But I just need to be honest for a moment, Awaken. I had to block Pastor Micah on, on social media. Pastor Micah takes being like Jesus to the extreme. You know, not only is he a pastor, but he's also a carpenter. And Pastor Micah is always showing you the projects that he's working on. And typically the caption goes something like this. You aren't as holy as I am because you aren't a carpenter. And there's some picture of some fancy thing that he built. You know, it makes me feel bad because, like, and it makes me feel less holy because I'm not a carpenter and I'm not that handy. So I had to block this guy because he's always showing pictures of things that he built. Well, all, all joking aside, Awaken, you guys, 
have a great pastor who loves the Lord, who loves his family, who loves you. And Pastor Jenna, Pastor Jenna is family and someone I have the pleasure of doing life with. And the Miltons, we love Pastor Jenna. So Awaken, you have great leaders in Pastor Jenna and Pastor Micah. I just want to remind you to pray for your leaders. Pray for Pastor Micah, pray for Pastor Jenna, pray for your leadership and your staff. And just a reminder, don't forget that they are human. I'll say that again, they are human. So pray for them during these difficult times. For me, prayer is my love language. I love to receive prayer. I love to pray for others. And whenever I have the opportunity to preach, I love to pray this over the community in which I'm standing. So Awaken, will you join me in praying the five Ps over your pastors and your leaders? Lord, we pray for purpose over the leaders of Awaken. We pray your provision over the leaders of Awaken. We pray, Lord God, for your protection to cover them and their families. We pray for your power over their lives. But most of all, Lord, we pray for your presence. We pray for your presence over Pastor Micah and over Pastor Jenna. We pray for your presence over the awakened staff and the core team. Be with them, Lord, as they lead this community of people, especially during the times that we are living in. And awaken, I pray the five Ps over you as well. I pray that you would experience the purpose of God for your lives. I pray that you would experience the provision of God for your life and that there would be no lack. I pray that you would experience the protection and the safety and comfort of knowing that you're safe in the Father's arms. And I pray that you would experience the power of God in your life. But most of all, I pray that you would experience the presence of God for all the people of Awaken and the families of Awaken. I pray that you and I, we would feel the embrace of God as we seek to encounter him. And that I pray that God would be with us in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Just as Pastor Micah said, my name is Earl Milton, and I live in St. Paul with my wife, Siri, and my two boys, Julian and Langston. They are five and two. So and it's, life's always an adventure in the Milton household. And I feel as a pastor, my calling and my passion in life is for people to experience the presence of God. And not only to experience the presence of God so that people would know that they are known by God, that he sees them, that he hopes for them, that he dreams for them. I love to make scripture practical for everyday life. And in the time that I have left with you, I hope to do just that, Awaken. We're continuing with the Dear Church series. Dear Church, Dear Awaken. You know, when I think of the word dear, it makes me think of a letter. Now, we don't write letters much in this context that we live in anymore, but it makes me think of a letter. Dear Church. Dear, it's an adjective, dearest, beloved, loved, dear friend. It's used in a, a salutation of a letter as an expression of affection or respect or as in a conventional greeting. It's interesting, title for a sermon series, Dear Church. So I began to write a letter to the church, big C. Then after I wrote that letter, I began to write a letter to you, Awaken. And if you've been at Awaken for any amount of time, you know that the, 
for the past year, sermons have been recorded and then aired on Sundays. So I stand before you on Monday, April 19th, a week removed from the, the killing of Dante Wright. The shooting happened in Brooklyn Center, not far from here, by a former police officer at this moment. She, she, re, she resigned. Today is April 19th, and the case has been handed over to the jury for deliberations following closing arguments of the Derek Chauvin trial. The Twin Cities is on edge. I passed two National Guard Hummers on my way here. And last night, Siri and I, we took our boys out for ice cream. And just a block away from the ice cream parlor, there stood two National Guard uh, soldiers with their automatic weapons drawn on their side, just a corner away from that ice cream shop. Dear church, dear Awaken, our city is on edge. Our state is on edge. Our nation is on edge. And I've been wrestling with this sermon. I've been wrestling with this letter awaken. And during these times, words just seem so hollow. Dear church, let us love one another. Dear church, let us be gracious to one another. Dear church, the words just seem so empty. So what do I have to say to you? With all that's happening in this world, what do I have to say to you, Awaken? What do I have to say to God in this moment? The past couple of weeks have been difficult. The past month has been difficult. The past year has been difficult. And I find myself saying over and over again to God, how long, how long must black and brown bodies be treated as nothing? How long? I've been wrestling with that question and I find myself just being upset at God, how long, O oh Lord? The prophet Habakkuk wrestles with the same question. In Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 2, it says this, How long, O oh Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoings? Destruction and violence are before me. There are strife and conflict abound. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and injustice, and justice never prevails. The wicked hems in righteous, hems in the righteous, so that injustice prevails. The prophet Habakkuk could have been talking about 2020 in this very moment. The book of Habakkuk is a short book. It's three chapters. So I'd encourage you to read it if you have time. But Habakkuk is crying out to the Lord because of what is happening in the land at his time. So here's the Cliff Notes version of Habakkuk. Israel has disobeyed every command, every, every covenant. And by 600 BC, half of the country is in exile. And the other half would be in exile in another 20 years. Habakkuk is crying out to the Lord, how long? And God says to him that he's going to use the Chaldeans, as an example. And we find in Habakkuk 
Five woes that the Lord says to him. Woe basically means sorrow. So we find in in chapter 2, it says, Woe to him who increases what is not his. How long? Greed is basically what that is encompassing. So this is a letter to the church. Dear church, how long will we put greed over people? How long will we cheapen the gospel to get butts in the seat? How long? How long will we water down the word of God so we don't offend people? And then on the other end of that spectrum, how long will we speak in pharisaical language to alienate people because they don't understand the Greek and the Hebrew. How long? I've said this before, Awaken. I'm not a pastor who likes to give you points and leave. I love to leave you with the questions. So I leave you with the first question. Are we allowing greed to dictate our gospel? It continues on and and in, in, in chapter two, woe to him who covets evil, evil gains of his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of disaster. That's basically saying false security. How long, dear church, how long? Will we build our beautiful palaces and lock out those that the gospel has called us to? How long? I heard this saying once, it said, prophets tell you where you, are, where you could go and the poor tell you who you are. So we kill the prophets and we hide the poor. How long? How long will we put our hopes and systems that we've built and our gated communities, how long? So my next question to you, Awaken, is this. Dear Awaken, have you built this false sense of security that allows you to lean on man-made systems instead of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit? continues on in chapter 2, and it says this, Woe to him who builds a town with bloodshed, who establishes a city by inequity. We see it over and over again. That those in power step on those who are not in power. We see it over and over again, taking from those who don't have the ability to fight for themselves. And equity. That sounds like 2021, doesn't it, Awaken? Dear Awaken, how long will we turn a blind eye to the violence that's happening in our community? not just against black and brown bodies, but against women and children. How long? And violence is, it's not just abuse, as in I'm gonna beat you up. But I, but I see that as verbal and physical abuse. I see that as in labels that we put on people. How long? Do we turn a blind eye to these things? It continues on, chapter 2, with verse 15. Woe to him who drinks, who gives drink to his neighbor, presses him to your bottle, even to make him drunk, that you may look at his nakedness. Arrogance is what that sums And in our daily context, how long, 
where we exploit people's vulnerabilities? How long will we puff ourselves up because we know Greek and we know Hebrew? How long will we puff ourselves up because we are educated? How long? Dear Awaken, are we allowing arrogance to prevent us from delivering the gospel? continues on with verse 19. Woe to him who says the wood, woe to him who says, says to the wood, awake the silent stone, arise it shall teach. That's speaking of idolatry. Woe to him who says to wood, awake. To silent stone arise, it shall teach. Idols that we've built in our life. Dear church, how long will we put idols before the living God? That we would put our phones before God because it has all the knowledge that we need. I can just pull out my phone and find out exactly what I need. Idols, how long will we make an idol of our success and the things that we've accomplished? How long will we make those things idols? Dear Awaken, what are you making an idol in your life? How remarkable are those woes because it could be very, it could be in our modern society, seeming as though they were written to describe, they were written to describe the ancient Babylonian culture at the time of Habakkuk, but they speak so clear about the things in 2021. How long? And just as I said earlier, I've been wrestling with this sermon. I've been wrestling with this letter. Just as I said to Pastor Micah earlier, this has been difficult. I have been triggered by what's happening in our city and in our state. So my letter specifically to you Awaken, it would be this. Dear Awaken, when you look at me, what do you see? Do you see a big black guy or do you see someone who uh, experiences the presence of God? Dear Awaken, at what point do my boys are no longer cute and they become a threat to you? Dear Awaken, How long will you ignore the cries for justice? How long will you tell me to get over it? How long will you tell me to move on? That's my personal letter to you. I know your pastor and I know the things that are happening in this community. I know his hunger and his fight for justice. know his desire to see this community transform the community of Awaken. I know his desire to transform the community around this church building. But we, you can't do that without acknowledging the pain of those around you. I repeat my questions to you this morning or this afternoon, this evening. Dear church, are we allowing greed to cheapen the gospel? 
Dear church, have we built false security and not rely on the presence of the Holy Spirit? Dear church, how long do we continue to ignore violence in our communities against black and brown bodies, against women, against those who don't fit into the boxes that we put in, try to label them into? Dear church, how long will we allow arrogance to guide us? Dear church, how long will we put idols before the Lord? The book of Habakkuk continues. And at the end of that, at the end of the book, or at the end of, 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 of Habakkuk 3, verse 19, it says, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Dear church, will we allow the sovereign God to be our strength? Will we allow him to make our feet like the feet of deer? Will we allow him to enable us to tread on new heights? This wasn't a very long message. But it, that is my heart to you, that you would encounter God in new ways, that you would allow him to point out areas in your life where you've made idols, where, you've, where, we've, been, where we've made idols, where we've been arrogant, where we've uh, allowed overlooked violence, where we've allowed false security, and where we've allowed greed to step in. And I know you do this thing at the end of each service where we, we enter into a time of reflection. So just as Mel hops back up there and the song that she's going to play, I pray that we make this our prayer today. It says, blessed are the ones who do not bury all their broken pieces of their heart. Blessed are the tears of the weary who pouring like, like skies of falling stars. So just as, as, as we enter in this moment of reflection, I pray that we would not bury our broken pieces from the Lord. So awake and join me in prayer. Lord, would you help us to not bury our broken pieces from you? You know that they are there, so allow us to give them to you that you would encounter our weary tears pouring like falling stars. So awaken, I pray that you would encounter the presence of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would wrestle with these questions just as in Habakkuk did. I pray that you would call out to the Almighty God in those times where hope is feeling lost. Do not.
On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Whenever you eat of it, 
do it in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took a cup and he blessed it. And he said, this is my blood shed for you. So when you drink of it, do it in remembrance of me. As we come to the table, it's important to remember that this is the table of the Lord. It's not the churches. It's made ready for those who love God and those who want to love God more. So come, you who have uh, a lot of faith or just a little bit of faith, if you've been here often or maybe it hasn't been a, it's been a while or never before, uh, these are the gifts of God for the people of God. So come, not because I invite you, but because the resurrected Christ invites you to come, be fed, to be known here at the table. So as you take the bread, I invite you to hear these words, the body of Christ broken for you. Take and eat. And as you take the cup, I invite you to hear these words, the blood of Christ shed for you. Take and drink. Well, friends, our time has come to an end. So I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you to Earl, to Joel, and to Kelly, giving me some time off, but also sharing their hearts with the church that I love and I'm grateful to be to serve. Before you go, just a couple of notes in terms of community life, some things that are happening we want to draw your attention to. The Awaken Weekly goes out, some weekly email we send with everything you need to know. Um, so if you don't subscribe to that, I encourage you to do so. You can do it on the website. But uh, Jane Berg and Judy Peterson are leading a book study on grandparenting. That's coming up. It is Mondays in May from 7 to 8.30. So you can register for that online. And then tonight uh, is our monthly 40 Orchards Bible study. So if you've never been to that, um, it is open to anyone. Uh, it's super accessible. You don't have to have... Um, read up or have knowledge of the Bible before you come. It's question-based and we sort of sense what's in the room and where the Spirit of God is leading and, and we follow it, uh, led by our friends at Forty Orchard. So um, the link for that is online. You can register for it and that'll get sent to you. I want to encourage you to be a part of that. So uh, I'm back next week. I'm excited. I'm working on uh, the fourth iteration of Wells and Fences, so a series that changed the life of our church and I hope uh, continues to mold and shape us. So look forward to being with you next week. Uh, receive this blessing as you go. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The church said together, amen. Grace and peace, friends. See you next week.